0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of
1: The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Oh, wet, windy, horrible, nasty. Typical Sunday weather, isn't it? Just when you thought, we'll have a nice bit. The hanging baskets are given up, the, uh, the tubs have given up as well. We'll have to start replanting for the winter. The only ones that, that do look good are the flowers in Twickenham High Street. It's about the only place where the big hanging baskets are there. And you think, what have they got that I haven't got? The answer is probably a little bit more money. Went to the circus yesterday. Bad news about the circus. I'll tell you why in a moment. The sky falls in on Mr Murdoch. I mean, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? So now a takeover bid. Chaz Hodges dies after a fight against cancer. I was sad about that because I thought that they were brilliant. Chaz and Dave, I thought, just laid it on the line. Daniela Westbrook is apparently fighting uh, cancer. Katie Price is into rehab. And what else do we have? Oh, Valerie Singleton, formerly of Blue Peter, who wants to end the rumour that she was a lover with Joan Armour Trading. Oh, my God. Unbelievable, isn't it? I hadn't heard that one. I really hadn't heard that one. There were all sorts of other people that I'd sort of heard different rumours of in the business, but I'd never heard Joan trading and Valerie Singleton, so there you go. Uh, Lee Ryan's booze battle. I don't think it long before we trotted out his, uh, his torturous life. And John Motson says, women commentators do not have the voice for football. Well, I've heard a few commentators. I can't. I can't necessarily agree, but I don't know anything about commentating for football. All I know is that unlike any other form of broadcasting, if you do football commentary, you've got to know what you're talking about. The reason I say that is because it would be pointless for me to even try and bluff it because I don't know who the players are. I'd have to look down. I'd have to make for them to turn round, get the number on their back, check down the list and then decide whether or not you can pronounce it or not. So as far as I'm concerned, I think anybody can, can do football commentary, provided you love football. You've got to like, if you're not bothered about football like me, well, then there's no point at all. Incidentally, for those people who didn't follow us during the week, and only pick up on the Sunday. And you'll know that at the beginning of last week, uh, it was rumoured we were going to have a show at the Leicester Square Theatre in January. We do it every year for Make Some Noise. We've done it at the Hippodrome. We can't do it this year because they have a show in there already. So we had to look around for somewhere else. It had to be sort of fairly near here. And this is literally a hop, skip and a jump from the front door of global to the leicester square theatre it's uh, in january it's on the 7th of january and the good news is it's sold out okay we have no more tickets available i believe i believe that there is a, there is a waiting list for tickets just in case any become available but at the moment nothing has become available, so thank you very much indeed for all those who uh, who spent money on buying a ticket there's going to be a lot of young people who are going to thank you this year because you've done your bit for charity, and uh, for your sins, you get to spend uh, company and time with me in January. Uh, Gary Barlow says that boys own let' take that astray. I can believe that I can believe it. Uh, Cheryl's finally moving out of uh, liam's home. Because it was his. You know, she can go and buy another place unless she's really that mean. Uh, Richard Ashcroft. I didn't know who Richard Ashcroft was. He's apparently um, a pundit. He does a a programme on Sky. He goes onto a television programme and he's going to sit down and a bag of white powder falls out of his trousers. Now, you know, if you do use talcum powder and you need it for a rash or something like that, at least have the decency to take the little one on to the set with you. If you put it in a bag, people are going to think the worst, aren't they? They're going to actually think that if a little bag of white powder falls out of your trousers, it's not talcum powder. and well, that's a shame. This is Richard Ashcroft. Oh, of the Ver- oh, he's on the Verve, is he? What's the Verve? Oh, a rock band. Oh, we've got a little bit, have we? I'll give you ten seconds. Seems to be giving you a lot this morning. Actually, ten seconds here, ten seconds there. Chocolate biscuit here, strawberry there. No end the exa- and, then, and then he took his then he took his coat off because he's he's got his smart shirt on today. I don't know why he, he goes away for a week, comes back with a smart shirt and it's ironed. How many people iron shirts? Is an unironed shirt? Is it? Is it one of those non iron, non iron? I don't know how they work, actually. As far as I'm concerned, everything should be non-iron. Unfortunately, most of my stuff requires an iron, which is a shame. Oh, that's better. I needed that cup of tea this morning. You know when you sort of you plough your way through the wind and the rain, whoosh, lashing down it was the other week? Friday, it, it lashed down. It was absolutely amazing. And um, and then and then I sort of thought, oh, and it was a busy day Friday, as you can imagine. But walking into the office in the morning... It's the Verve. Why do we know them? Are they... <coughs> Excuse me, very commercial. Random Brit. Oh, yeah. And then Richard So this is the Verve, okay? Get down and boogie, kids. I do, I remember that one. Dun, 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 dun. That's the, the running rift for it, isn't it? Is it an old running program, yeah? drink. <laughs> that doesn't do it for me at this time of the morning. I'm more, you know, Uberloo, yamaloo, yeah, mama, mamaloo, mamaloo. The Les Humphreys singers and orchestra which we got into the other week. So, uh, Saturday, I went to the uh, I went to the circus. The circus arrived in uh, in Richmond. It's Zippo Circus, and every year my friend Paul and I go to the circus. Uh, it's because I like the idea that a circus turns up, and there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden the caravans arrive and the and the big top gets put up, and it's just it's really it's it's like a little town on the move. And they all pull together. So, in fact, you might find people selling programmes and popcorn and stuff like that. And the next minute, they're in the ring doing an act. And I love that. I think they work so hard. And so we go and see Zippo Circus. I always buy us best seats in the house, 25 quid each, you know. And I don't, I don't mind. I don't, I don't begrudge that. Because to see a, a tent full of uh, little kids jumping up and down and getting excited, waving their coloured light thing, they love stuff like that. They absolutely love it. And we had kids in front of us and to the right of us and to the left of us. And uh, I gave my- blo- I got a balloon at the end. all the cars come out, and they throw balloons out, and I got one, but the little boy next to me didn't have a balloon, so I gave him my balloon because I thought you know be- better that he goes home with a balloon than I walk around on Twickenham Green looking a bit daft, but it was it was lovely, and then they tell us at the end the council want to stop us having the circus in Richmond. What a bunch of miserable little so and sos they are. They do really get on my nerves, councillors. Why would you want to stop something that provides enjoyment for hundreds and thousands of people over the years? So they said at the end, can you write to your local council? Because they're trying to stop the circus coming back here again. What a bunch of miseries, honestly. Actually, the one thing I thought of, (coughs) only because I'm cynical, excuse me, I'm just going to have a little cough or a little slurp, which is better. And I thought to myself, Richmond, Twickenham Green is actually very nice. It's very nice. They don't do stuff like this on Richmond Green because I think part of it is consecrated. But anyway, no such luck at uh, Twickenham. It's just a green. There's a little cafe which used to be the toilets and then somebody turned it into a cafe so you can sit outside and all the rest of it. And once a year, or it might be twice a year, the circus arrives. They also have fates there and everything else. Fates which, you know, take up even more room than the circus takes up. Even more room. But the circus arrives there and then all of a sudden the council go, and we don't want that anymore because we're miserable. And, because, and I thought to myself, you don't think that there's a councillor who's just moved in around the area and going, we don't want a circus. Because that's what always strikes me. I always think, why would you want to take away people's enjoyment unless you're a real bloody killjoy? And that's what I think the council are. There's no reason for it. It's always tied up beautifully. Always tied up, you know, tied it up afterwards. You'd never know that the circus was ever there. You'd never know. That's the whole idea. They arrive, they're so tidy, they're so neat. It's not like years ago. They have got wild animals. They've got some horses, and they put straw down for the horses, and that's it. And then the cows go, oh, we don't want a circus there. Well, I tell you what, mates and lasses, we're going to be voting you out. Oh, lovely. Uh, 84850, oh, uk. Somebody says, I can assure you Richard, uh, Richard what's it doesn't know you either. Of course he does. Of course he does. It's just stupid... That's why he's the one on television with white powder falling out of his trousers, and I'm the one who's not. Ha, 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 I love it, honestly. Very ha- sad to hear about Chaz Hodges. Chaz and Dave were legends. They were. Actually, do you know, the strange thing was, I didn't think he was the one who was going to go. I really didn't. I thought they were, they were fantastic. They were able to deliver exactly what you heard on the record. Seriously, I think the last time they had a they had a resurgence they ch- turned up on Jules Holland's program and they they played and sang and that's what they did and they did it very well. I'm very sad to hear about that. You know the one that goes I mean see, it seems so straightforward, doesn't it? Cuz they're both cockneys and uh, cockneys singing in a little language, you know, up the apples and pears and down the other side because we're living in a, in a slum. And uh, there aren't any stairs the other side of all. I thought they were good. I like the... What was the, other, the only thing I ever done? i done for you. No, I can't remember. They had all these all these different hit singles. What are you looking at me like that for? Obviously, you go away for a week. Where have you been? Have they not taken the tag off? I mean, how long does it take, for God's sake? I could have done it. I could have sorted it out. Went to, oh, that's right. Do you know, everybody's gone to Devon this week. Everybody's gone to Devon. Now, somebody else during the week said, I'm going on holiday to Devon. And I went, what is there about Devon? I said... You, you had to you don't have to go, just because you grew up there you don't have to go back there, all right. Do you know what the word is that goes after, Budley? Yeah, it was it came up on I'm a Celebrity thing uh, millionaire with Chris Tarrant, and and the woman looked at it and it came up with all these other answers, and I'm going it's Salterton, it's Budley Salterton, and she went. She dragged it out for ages and then she went, I should know this because I was brought up there. I was like, oh God! like, oh, what do you just say the answer straight away? Budley Salterton. Is it actually called, is it a place called Budley with Salterton added? Or is it actually called Budley Salterton? That's a good point. A good point. Yeah, because you have no idea, do you? When, you? when you were brought up in this place uh, called Devon, how, how long did you stay there? Very long? Is it a few years? Yorkshire. 18 months old? Well, you can't remember that, can you? Hmm. And you left when you were 23 to come to uh, London, up oh, to smoke, or oh, big city, I tell you. I loved it when I used to come up to London from Berkshire. I'd come up on, on a train. I could buy ten cigarettes and a box of matches. I know, so, so decadent. And I used to come up to London, You could want, and I'd do all this on about two or three quid. It was, I mean, it was ever so cheap in those days, but it was the cigarettes you bought. And you wandered about as a kid and you discovered London. So when I, when I moved into London, sort of into London, I remember thinking, do you know, there's so much going on in town. Compared to anywhere else, London is a bit vibrant. It's a 20... <laughs> a bit vibrant. Yeah, a bit vibrant around my way it was. You know, drug dealers and all the rest of it. It was... Uh, and a friend of mine used to live in, uh, in... Where did he live? Tottenham. Was it Tottenham he lived? I'm trying to think. Streatham. Streatham, and he was in 42nd Street, and the reason this ties in, because the other day I talked to Bonnie Langford about 42nd Street, which she's in until it closes in January, but the reason I mention him, and he was in the original cast with, um, with Catherine Zeta-Jones at Theatre Royal Drury Lane, but where he lived in Streatham, all the hookers worked outside his house, you just have to fight your way through prostitutes on the high road, you know, get, looking for business... Do I look as if I'm looking for business? You know that kind of that kind of thing. They have them all, all over London, but specific specifically outside his house, he had all these prostitutes. You don't get that, do you? Not nothing else very popular, I believe, for people who are looking to make a little bit of extra money. Is it? Are you, are you in the posh bit or are you in Holland Park? Wow, very diverse. Very diverse, Holland Park. <laughs> I can tell you stories about Holland Park. <laughs> Make your hair curl. Probably just outside your front door, I should imagine. And uh, somebody says Richard Ashcroft lives in Richmond. They had a huge hit with a song called The Drugs Don't Work. Kind <laughs> of figure. What a funny thing to fall out your trousers. I mean, I'm not naive enough to think that people don't bother doing things like that. But I mean, it would be a bit stupid to take it onto a football programme, wouldn't it? If you know, or, in fact, any programme. It's just that perhaps some people are like that. Perhaps they, they can't survive. Me, you know, I've not had an alcoholic drink for weeks now. Weeks. And I don't feel any better, actually. I thought you're supposed to feel really, really good and sort of go, yeah, and all the rest of it. All I want to do is I had to bring down the uh, the blood sugars. But that that's about it, actually. That's about it. But uh, anyway, the rest of it. So please don't bother going out. Please don't bother going out. It's, it's just not worth it. They, they've said the weather's going to be rough. It's going to be very, very windy. Very, very windy. And, um, and you're likely to get blown away. So, not so good. Quick time... Ch- uh, 17 minutes past five. You're
0: listening to a podcast from
1: LBC. So the Welsh national anthem, apparently, is Land of My Fathers. Everybody in Wales sings. Have you noticed that? It's one of the, one of the few places that everybody sings. Wherever you go in Wales, there'll always be a little chapel on the hill. And uh, everybody will go down there and sing on the Sunday. And then some of the chapels get turned into houses because nobody goes to church anymore. But uh, everybody in Wales sings. I remember getting off the train once at Paddington Station and uh, it's got a beautiful, a beautiful uh, enclave there. And I remember hearing this singing. So I went round the corner and there was this huge Welsh male voice choir. Everybody looking so smart in their jackets and all the rest of it. And they were singing because the acoustics were so good. And I remember thinking, why can't I sing? Why can't I sing? I mean, I can do my bit. I can have a little go, but I'm not as good as some of these uh, other people. I uh, hope you're feeling well after the cataracts and enjoyed the circus. Very sad news, says Norian of Chaz. Lucky enough to see him last autumn when he joined Marty Wilde, Eaton Kane, Mike Berry and Mark Winter. He was great. Went to another birthday tea with Janice, Carol and Michelle to the on Friday. Good Lord, it's just non-stop. Everybody's out, aren't they, at the moment? Uh, snow is on the way. The reason I tell you that is because they were they were saying the other day, oh, don't worry, we're going to have a few more days of sort of lukewarm weather. Today's going to be wet, very windy, and uh, there's going to be storms. But then they said November, which isn't that far away, is, uh, is going to be the time we get heavy snow. They reckon we could have four months of snow. Well, we've had everything else this year. I mean, this must be the only year. They don't always say that. They don't. Well, it does, so. They said we were going to have heat... And we had heat. They said we were going to have lots of rain. We've had lots of rain. They said we'd have wind. So I went and bought a kite and then that never really materialised. But uh, then we got the wind back Friday. Yesterday was all right, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was OK, as far as I remember. I think... Sn- oh, that's nice. If snow ever makes me late for work. How am I ever going to be late for work? I'm never, ever late for work. I've never been late in... Wait a minute, let's have a I've to think about this. Nope, I've never been late in my life. You know why? Late, don't get paid. Me, mean. I definitely want to get paid for it. So, uh, and then somebody sent me a thing the other day on Daniella Westbrook. Apparently she's she's gone into uh, hospital. Uh, they say that she's battling womb cancer. She says she's battling womb cancer. I don't know. There appears to be no no statement from the hospital, but the good news is Kerry Coke, Toner took her in. Two and a half mile. Uh, why you didn't call an ambulance? I've got no idea. But uh, anyway, here we go. So we, we've got all the people who generally tell us stories on a Sunday. And you've got Katie Price. Apparently she's been diagnosed with PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. How? I've got no idea. She's made no effort to sort out her finances. Uh, we've had the cocaine jokes. We've had all the usual baloney which comes out of her. And now she's been sent to the priory. Well, who's paying for that? She hasn't got any money. Perhaps her new boyfriend's coughing up for it. But apparently, it's five grand a week to go to the Priory. And to be honest with you, I'm, I, I would have had a little bit more a little bit more belief in it if I didn't see a picture of her standing outside the Priory. So she went there with a photographer. I mean, otherwise, how are they, what are they going to do? Follow her everywhere? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Then you've got her mother's verdict on her men. Oh, this won't go down too well with anybody this morning. Uh, on Peter Andre, Pete likes to portray himself as perfect. Well, we know he's not. We know he's not. We know that his career was on his skids. And then he met her in the jungle and then they went out together and they got married. Kieran Haler, bad behaviour by Kieran, nearly destroyed her. I'm sorry, I mean, is the mother in the same world as the rest of us? She's been sleeping around, dear. Come on. It's like the Jeremy Kyle show. Alex has been just as bad for her as Kieran. Oh, here we go. The mother's defending the old bag herself. You know, so in other words, it's poor me, poor me, poor... poor the Loose Women star, she hasn't been on it since February. And you know why? She's useless. Useless. But anyway, so she, she's gone into the Priory. Good. hope it sorts you out. But where the money's coming from, I've got no idea. Uh, £30 billion Sky sale. That's interesting, isn't it? I want to know what's going to happen. I'm as curious as anybody else. I mean, does that mean that Sky has all new management? Does that mean that they'll go in there and go, we don't want all these people presenting uh, and we want we want different people in? Does it mean they're going to hive off the news? I don't know. I don't know any of this, but I just know it's worth £30 billion. And that's a huge amount of money, so what happens now I've got no idea. Idris Elba has made seven million in the past three years because when you're famous, all your accounts are there company's house you can uh, you can find out how much people earn and you know how much tax they pay and stuff like that that's why you know you you look at Katie Price's, she's closed down more companies than we've had at dinners uh also 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 what else was it oh, oh apparently they they were worried about um about sprouts again for this Christmas because the weather's not been conducive to producing a good crop and uh, and they're also worried about the ready scrambled eggs which you can buy in Iceland I mean to be honest with you Iceland's gone so upmarket, you can, they do venison they do Venice, venison in Iceland, I'm promising you they do, you know, uh, ribs soaked in Jack Daniels I mean, that is more, more kind of their, their benchmark I would have thought, but no venison and all the rest of it and uh, they're, they're very posh In Iceland. It's not just cheapo, cheapo food and a lot of people with skin complaints. It's not like that at all. It's completely different. They went up market years and years ago. So I go in there. Because you can get milk in there. You can get all sorts. I I buy all sorts. Provided it's branded. Provided it's branded. So here's uh, Richard Ashcroft. Sat down uh, yesterday uh, morning and a bag of suspicious white powder fell from his trouser leg. He was doing uh, the Sky Show Soccer AM. Cameras panned away while um... Ashcroft, 47, whose hits include The Drugs Don't Work, shuffled into position, unaware of his clangour. Twitter users suggested... I mean, honestly, they're a right bunch, aren't they? It could be cocaine, with some branding him a legend. And, uh, and then he posted a video in which he said, cocaine and I haven't had a relationship for decades. Well, whose leg did it fall out of, whatever this stuff is? I mean, it could have been anything, I suppose. Uh, Xboxer Carl... Is it Frosh? Froch? Frosh? Fro. frosh. Okay. He looked uncomfortable while uh, Ian Holloway joined in the applause. A TV source said Richard jumped on the couch and that's when the package fell out. He was not a very lucky man to get caught dropping what looked like a stash. He quickly got rid of whatever it was. Well, what is it then, dear? I mean, you know, if something like that happened and you're you're going, I've been clean for donkey's years, should you not say, actually, I was looking after it for a friend or it's talcum powder because I had a slight itch? You know, and I didn't have any calamine lotion. You know, that that could be the kind of thing. But he doesn't say anything like that, does he? He goes, oh, I've not had a relationship with cocaine in years. Well, what's this stuff that fell out your trousers? I mean, I'm not asking a dumb question, I don't think. Uh, Also, also, what was this one? Ashley Roberts has received professional ballroom training, despite insisting it's foreign to her. Oh, she was a pussycat doll. Of course, they, they dance. That's what people do, actually. Chas Hodges, the Rockney genius, dead, age 74. I, I loved him. I, I, I think that's very sad. I did tweet the other day, hashtag, you know, no more rabbit. Uh, also, Rebecca Vardy, what a bore she turns out to be, on holiday again with her photographer. And... Um, she She went to um somewhere i don 't know another luxury break, gleefully applying you you must be so sad and lonely, Vicky. I feel a bit bit a uh, bit sad for you really, that nobody takes a blind bit of notice of you it's only because you're married to somebody famous, nobody gives a toss about you. I'm sorry about that. I wish they did. I wish they did but uh, but they don't uh, West life is on the reunion, oh God, why? What are they are doing that for? Six years since they split after they signed a deal with Universal. But they're set to return without Brian McFadden. And have also snubbed Simon Cowell by going with a different label. So Shane Phelan, Nicky Byrne, Kian Egan and Mark Fahili. You see, I like, I like most of them, actually. I can honestly say I like most of them. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of disappointed they're coming back. Now, it's only been six years since they've retired. It seems to be getting shorter and shorter, the gap. In between people going, this is our last concert, and it's farewell to... Goodbye. And then the next week, hello, here we are again. We've decided to come and sing some more songs. You think, why why did they do that in the first place? It was like JLS. You know, JLS was sort of very popular, and all of a sudden the popularity faded. And so they all have to find different things to do. And boy, have they all found different things to do. Oh, the good news is petrol's coming down in price. They go, oh, if you buy diesel, it costs this much. Excuse me, I'm buying luxury petrol. It, seriously, I'd rather eat my feet than pay these prices. I paid 143 the other day. 143, absolutely outrageous! What a rip-off. What a rip-off. Uh, the Madeleine cops out of funds in days. I'm sorry, but I think the public have lost interest, judging by what I'm sort of getting. Uh, although the McCanns themselves have about a million quid sitting in a bank account, so uh, the cops might be running out of money, but um, but the McCanns certainly aren't. They're keeping it going. And I just don't know where we go from here. If they've got a proper lead, well, then, yes. But they haven't had any proper leads at all. It's just, it's sort of funding a few people sitting in a room. Doing what? I mean, how many leads are coming in in the course of a, of a day? Uh, everybody's picked up on the cynicism that I had over Zara Tyndall, the new ambassador for a pram. In other words, she's a paid advert. That's all she is. All this garbage about she's an ambassador. It's a pram they're flogging, and she's paid to flog it. Okay, it's as simple as that. I mean, you know, it's uh, the pram that she's pushing costs fifteen hundred quid. I mean, as one of the uh, columnists, Karen Brady says. I mean, who can afford to spend that on a pram, and who would want to? I f- I thought it was uh, you know shameful, shameful. That there she is. Oh, I'm an ambassador. Don't be stupid. You're not an ambassador. You're somebody who's paid to flog prams. That's what it is. It's an advert. Let's get it right, shall we? We're not stupid. We didn't fall out of trees. God, why do they think we're really, really dumb? OK, quick uh, quick uh, time check for you. And uh, it's now 5.30. And with the news for you this morning, is it Philip Chrysikos
0: You're listening to a podcast
1: from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to six. It's Sunday morning. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. The wind turbine, apparently, on the M4 helps to power the new Tesco's distribution centre. Well, it was there long before Tesco's moved in. Thank you very much indeed. I know because I go to Costco occasionally there when I didn't know we had one a bit closer. And and it was going then. So it's presumably powering the stadium, I should imagine. And uh, somebody else says, did you see Friday night dinner? No. I don't know what Friday night dinner is. What is Friday night dinner? Oh, this is the one people keep saying you've got to watch it, and I, I never quite get round to it. Uh, Rob's saying, very sad here about Jazz Hodges. They were legends. They were. They were. Unfortunately, only two of them. It doesn't really, It's like if the Proclaimers, one of them dies. They're a bit stuck. You can't really go out by yourself, can you? And, uh, and uh, uh, Anish says, happy Sunday morning from God's Own Country. Lovely. And comedy on ice... A giant pink blancmange going splat and wibbly-wobbling around because it's been announced that Gemma Collins is going to go on to it. I'm a bit bored with this. I felt a bit sorry the other day because the the worst programme you can ever get is Celebrity Driving School. It doesn't get any cheaper. They've really gone for the low-rent celebrities who don't have any following and nobody really cares. And who was one of them on there? Talia Storm. You suddenly realize that they laughingly put her down as a singer. Singer, she might be. Uh, Unfortunately, she's about the most boring person ever. And so the best that they could get for her... Not a bit sorry for the agent, is uh, to her on Celebrity Driving School. I mean, it's just part of old rubbish, isn't it, really? And another one here. Will you be watching or listening to the Labour Party conference? Oh, yeah. Riveted, riveted. You can ask me anything you like about it. I shan't reply to you because I'm like that. But Of course. Why would you honestly think I'd be interested in the Labour Party conference? In the same way I wouldn't be interested in the Tory Party conference and I wouldn't be interested in the Lib Dem Party conference and I wouldn't be interested in any party conference whatsoever. What? And listen to people arguing. They can't even agree in their own party. You know, that's all it is. It's just arguing now. Nobody sort of, they go, oh, well, I didn't believe in that. You never find anybody to agree in the parties, so I'm not remotely interested. I've never heard so much... You know, it's either that or, or religion. People argue over religion all the time. You can never get it right, can you, with sort of religion? Or, and I always think, oh, just leave it alone. Goodness sake, honestly, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so another one here says, cigarettes were very cheap in the old days. My local corner shop used to sell us individual fags at 2p each. Pfft, my day, getting for a penny. Ten quid a pack now, are they really... Well, you know, I wouldn't even know. I haven't bought... Well, obviously, I haven't bought a packet of cigarettes in, in a long, long time. But they used to sell them on the station, on the underground station. It used to be a a machine. you put a penny in, turn the handle, and one cigarette would come out. Little realising that one cigarette is about as useless as a chocolate uh, teapot because you have to keep smoking cigarettes. One cigarette is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, New Mum Vogue. This is uh, Vogue uh, Williams. Apparently, she's a model. She's as thick as a brick... I don't have to say that lightly. She proved it on the television when she she went on Celebrity Mastermind. She was only one up from a person who scored zero. She was dreadful. I mean, so thick. But they obviously think that if you put her with um, with that other thick bloke, who she married, you know, she married that uh, that bloke uh, who was on Made in Chelsea. And oh, uh, you don't watch... to. I- Oh, uh, is it ITV, that? I didn't even know what... Made in Chelsea, it's ITV, is it? Oh, right. Oh, well, he was on there, and then he went on to a programme, and then he had, let's just call it an issue with some substances. So he came back. He's a bit thick as well. And so they're absolutely ideal. But now she started going out, and all the columnists are saying the same. Why don't you just go back where you came from? You know, we're, we are giving you a break. Nobody's interested in you. It's like Rebecca Vardy. Same sort of thing. We're not interested. Really couldn't care less. Could not care less. Couldn't really care less about, uh, about Daniela Westbrook. Sad. Sad. But somebody wrote to me and said, you know, maybe with all the problems she's had in her life with all these substances, apparently when she was told, she went back on cocaine again. And you think, I mean, can these people get through life at all? The answer is obviously not. Obviously not. So now you've got Katie Price, who's checked into the Priory, which is £5,000 a week. I mean, you know, they're not going to help her find money. She needs to get off her fat bum, stop drinking, stop talking about cocaine, start trying to be an adult... You know, start working out how you're going to live the rest of your life because at the moment it's looking a bit thin on the ground. But the good news is that Sally Morgan is here, darling, with me on the stage. No, he's not. Nobody's with you on the stage. Just you, love. Just you. You're the only one on the stage. Okay, we can all see it. I'm not stupid. I know what one person on the stage looks like, and I know what a load of people on the stage looks like. And she said that don't worry because Katie Price is going to turn her life around. She's not. With what? With what? How can she turn her life around? There is nothing. I mean, as it is, every time I turn on the television, there's dreary old Kerry Coke toner droning on about how she's turned her life around. What is it with these people? Who cares? Who cares? You know, it's like, it's like the producer saying to me, you know, I've turned my life around. Well, look, you know, as I don't know him that well, we well, you know each other quite well, but not, not that well. You know, I don't mind. It's got nothing to do with me. You do what you want to do. But the, these people who live their life in the media, they have to tell you, I don't care. Kerry Katona could still be shoving half a Columbia up her nose. Nothing to do with me. That's what you want to do. You do it. But don't drone on about it and start pretending you've turned your life around. Because I'm not buying into it. Okay. Whether or not you take Daniela Westbrook to hospital. I'm really not interested. Uh, I'm more interested. And we expressed a little bit of concern about this earlier on. A sex club is running. Wipe the smile off your face. £10 a head whipping workshops. uh, With discounts for the disabled. It's worth breaking a leg, isn't it, to actually get a discount? But uh, lovers of flogging and something called impact play must bring their own kit, although tea and toasties will be laid on. Bring their own kit? Who's got kit at home? Stuff like this. s and expert Amelia Hawke is to host this five-hour torture tutorial. Five hours? I couldn't do five minutes. Stop it. Don't need things like that. With people listening getting a little bit, little bit fruity this morning on that one. But apparently, oh wait a minute, we're all right. Phew, God, it's in West Bromwich. I had this horrible feeling it might have been in London, but it's not. And uh, but they have got some tickets for the uh, the afternoon seminar seminar in November. And uh, if you want to want a ticket for that one, so it's open to beginners and veterans. Veterans. I have to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something now. And I don't think I've told anybody the story, but uh, it was quite funny because No, I can't tell you. I've just realised I can't tell you. I can't tell. You. But it was somebody that I knew, not not knew them really well, but knew of them. They had a name in the business, not not radio, but they had a name in in the business. People knew of them. And um, and I'd seen this person over the years anyway. When he, uh, um, he was... Comp- oh, how can I do that? I can't, can't tell you too much about this. I've got to be very careful. Uh, it, it doesn't make a difference because he isn't alive anymore. But it turned out that he was, he was a bit of stickly. He was old school. He wanted people to you know, wear suits and look smart all the time and all the rest of it. And it turned out somebody said, did you know what old so-and-so's been up to? And we went, no. And we went, he's in spanking videos. And we went, What? This is somebody we knew. It's almost like, you know, somebody telling me that the producer's been sort of caught out birdwatching or, you know, feeding tits or something like that, you know, which he might do. I don't know. I mean, greater tits, I think, around his area. So he's very lucky to have his own table. But, you know, to actually. So, and, and so they went, no, I said, no, it can't be true. They went, no, I promise you, he's in a spanking video where he puts young girls over his lap and, and spanks them on the bottom. Where the pleasure is in that, I can't imagine. But anyway, so then somebody sort of sent us a clip of it. And went, it is him. It is him. It's actually him doing spang Isn't that peculiar? I mean, I've often wondered, you know, people who sort of... Like, we've had a couple of, uh, of old uh, people on... Love Island, and it turns out that they've done dirty stuff on the internet. Mind you, have got Lee Ryan, haven't you? Lee Ryan's done dirty stuff on the internet. Thank you very much indeed. But the BBC still insist on putting him on there, but that's the BBC for you. Mainly because they all went, oh, let's put him on there, shall we? They like that kind of thing. But uh, this this spanking one, I mean, just kind of knocked me sideways. Knocked me sideways. 84850, oh, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Valerie Singleton, Wants to end the rumours. Apparently, there was a rumour I hadn't heard this one uh, that Joan Armour Trading and her had an affair. Uh, now I knew Joan Armour Trading was gay, and I think she's married her girlfriend. But there was a rumour, and Valerie Singleton said, "I want it. I want it stopped. We never had an affair." And I'm, I thought, oh, right. Yes, I didn't think so. I thought Valerie Singleton had an affair with somebody off Blue Peter. I don't remember it being a woman, put it that way. But, you know, all these things come back years later and you start sort of, you know, it's like if, if the producer said to me, you know, if somebody said to me, oh, did you know that, that your producer had been out with so-and-so? And so and i like, really? You know, I would, I would express interest, mainly because, you know. Uh, Claudia Winkleman walks around naked in front of her 15-year-old son. I mean, to be honest with you, is that, is that normal? I don't think that's normal, is it? Your 15-year-old son... Mind you, if you're a nudist family, or a naturist family, that'd be quite normal, wouldn't it, to be... What is it with you this morning? You're agreeing with me? You think it's normal? Yes, if you're a naturist family, but I don't think she's a naturist. And also, I remember they, they did it on the television, and it was a couple of boys, I think one was 14 and one was 16, and they were all naturists with their family, and they would bring their school friends home and would hope that their parents weren't gardening bending over, picking up weeds and stuff like that. Stop it! Honestly, i do trying pro. Stop it! Honestly, there'd be people driving off the road at this programme this morning. But their, their friends used to come back and they'd sit there and there would be the mum and the dad weeding in the garden, pushing the mower around, start naked. and And then the boys would go... And then eventually the boys sort of went, we don't want to go on holiday with you anymore. It's a bit icky. You know, I mean, nobody sees their parents naked, do they? Unless you're looking through the keyhole, but I mean, you just don't—you just don't do things like that. But this Claudia Winkleman <laughs> thinks it's quite normal. Her son obviously has different ideas. I think that's really bizarre. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't—I can't condemn it because it's not my family. You do what you like behind closed doors. You talking about petrol prices, says Andy. I was on the M27 near Southampton a couple of hours ago. Petrol one pound fifty a litre. One fifty a litre. What am I paying? Oh, I think I'm paying. No, I'm paying more, aren't I? I think, I don't know, whatever it is, it's such a pain, it really is. It's just so expensive, so expensive. Marilyn's mum, and uh, Madeline's mum, sorry, has shut an online fundraising store. I don't know, you can't win with the McCann's, can you? It's like, you know, we try and do something. I thought they had about a million quid sitting in the bank, about £900,000. But then they have to save it because they might owe it in libel cost to this uh, Portuguese guy who wrote a book. About them saying they're responsible for her death, which I thought was a bit stupid because they've got no body. How could you can't just sort of say, "Oh yes, so many so is responsible for the death of Madeline McCann," because nobody knows where she is. So until they actually come up with some concrete evidence, I shouldn't imagine they'll need to pay a penny piece. But there is the danger that they might. Fourteen minutes to six.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: <laughs> Don't believe it. Anyway, nice to be company. Uh, been up all night, as my daughter says, Mary. Is in uh, hospital having one of those slow to emerge baby. Oh, don't they take forever? Don't they take forever? You wish, you wish you could blow a whistle, don't you? you go, Out, come on, come on. Wait, wait, you're going through that whole packet of biscuits, aren't you? You're eating the whole packet. There's not that many in there, is there? Eight or something? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not all oh, right, okay. I gave him some biscuits. Big mistake. Big mistake. She says, personally, I think the whole country is run by seriously stupid people, but I might be very, very tired. No, I think you're quite right, actually. That's why, if ever you listen to any programmes on discussions about uh, either religion, religion's always a fairly popular one, especially on, on speech radio stations, and also anybody who wants to talk about politics, nobody ever agrees. You know, you can have an argument with the presenter of the programme. So I always think it's easy to stay well away from that. Nobody can ever argue with me about anything because I'm always right. That's what makes it so much easier. The other 50s can remember genuine stars. Who will the young people remember? Keith Lemon, that Ryland bloke, says Billy. I know. Go to YouTube, type in Night of 100 Stars. In America, they brought on every star you could ever think of. Like, huge, huge names. You know, over here. I remember, and they go... And I, I went to a show years and years ago. And it was... Uh, Night of a Hundred Stars, and it was it was amazing. Ginger Rogers was there, loads of people, Esther Williams, names from from the big Hollywood days, and it was fantastic. And then they introduced the people who were in soaps and stuff like that, like Emmerdale or things like that. It just sounded ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, we go, Esther Williams, who did all the diving films. She died into swing pools and stuff like that. And uh, and then they go, and here's so-and-so, Paddy the Mule from Emmerdale. We go, yeah, right. It was never the same. Never the same. But you you watch some of these people. But you're right, Keith Lemon and that Ryland bloke. I did watch a little bit. I'm hoping that the program's going to improve, but unfortunately, Celebrity Juice doesn't improve. It just sort of plumbs new depths. I feel a bit sorry for the... Uh, for the two girls on it, who have to just basically just throw themselves to the to the wind. I'm assuming it's done on alcohol. Can't be anything else, can it? So uh, what else we got? What else we got? And uh, I belong to a discount spanking club, Steve. It's called One Shade of Grey. Do you know that there are clubs for people who want to wear um, corduroy? You know, corduroy is considered very, very erotic. And I remember thinking, I used to fancy a pair of of uh, elephant cord trousers, because they they were sort of big, thick cord. And then I suddenly realised there's obviously some sort of connotation that goes with it. So I've kind of given up on things like that. Now I'm just sort of naff and boring. I think now I've hit middle age-ish. it's uh, Stop it. I am so... Nearly middle age. Coming from the other side, of course. I'm not actually going from from the same side. So Katie Price has gone into rehab. As I say, it'll be just for publicity purposes. It's never serious. She doesn't look as though she's serious. And here she is in a grey tracksuit. It's embarrassing, really. Because, you know, they say she's tormented. What's tormented? She's not tormented. Pay the money you owe, which you've spent, which isn't yours. And uh, then you can go back to doing what you want to do. Nobody cares. Because she... uh, She confronted the Loose Women star. Uh, Loved ones confronted her. Well, she hasn't got any loved ones. Have you noticed they're all going, oh, that's my best friend. Daniela Westbrook, apparently her best friend was Jade Goody. Who'd have guessed? Who'd have guessed? And so they say here... I mean, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, that Katie Price, a drip at the worst time, she's having to be looked after by her mother, who's facing her own demons. It's supposed to be the other way round, but bone-idle old Katie Price, no, no effort whatsoever in paying this money back. She hasn't even put the house on the market. Not even on the market, but I mean, what are you going to get for that tumble-down dump? Nothing. You don't get very much at all for it, because you need to spend at least a quarter of a million doing it up. At least a quarter. And also, then it, it's got that, that stigma that it was owned by her. But, of course, she owes so much on the mortgage, so she never had any money. It was always just in and then spent it because she went out and uh, bought dreadful clothes because she never got free clothes. Nobody wanted... I mean, you don't want her wearing anything at all, do you? It's a bit like sort of, you know, Richard Ashcroft. I feel a bit sorry for him, actually. So, So, Richard, what is it that fell from your trousers? I mean, you know, a bag... Of white powder. I mean, I'm I'm thinking talcum powder because you obviously can't fit a a tube down. But they do little tubes now, stuff like that. But then he w- he was asked, cocaine and I haven't had a relationship for decades. Well, what is it then? What is it? Now, let's not be stupid about it. God in heaven, honestly. Like the other day, there was another story about the um, the uh, Game of Thrones star Maisie Williams who split half her latest earnings with her mum. That nice, what they've done is they, they've paid themselves dividends, they've each bagged 270,000 quid. That's quite nice to give it to your mum because your, your parents never have that much. If you're in a fortunate position where you make so much money, then you can sort of help people out. I would, if I'd made loads and loads of money, I'd help people out. Be quite a nice sort of thing to do, isn't it? The Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe bleated about being handcuffed and having to wear a hospital nightie after collapsing, collapsing with a bad, bladder problem. We couldn't care, Mr Sutcliffe, whether you drop dead today or next week. Seriously, I could not care less. I'm seriously not remotely interested in your dreary existence. He moaned about having to wear a neon suit and being surrounded by medics. Well, I will tell you, I'd have left you to suffer in the cell. I wouldn't have been that fortunate for you to take you to hospital. But uh, he says, I was forced to wear a hospital nightie. It was humiliating, I know. It's a shame, isn't it, really? But we're, of course, delighting in your misery. Delighting in it. Squirrels. Nuts. Uh, Broadband cables. Because apparently, broadband cables, I've never eaten one, but they tell me they taste of nuts. These squirrels are off their trolleys, aren't they? You know what they're like? Woo, off with the pixies. But apparently, frustrated residents have spent months uh, waiting for BT Openreach services, and now the uh, the rodents have eaten them we had the, we had the same in our kitchen our hamster used to be allowed out of the years ago when i was a child out, allowed out of the cage and and it was and it used to run behind all the the, the units we didn't we didn't worry about it we didn't worry about it you know i obviously kept the cat out of the kitchen when the hamster was running around and then my mother turned on the washing machine one day and there was a bang and all the lights went out because the hamster had gnawed through the cables for some reason mice and squirrels and everything else they love gnawing through cables and and paper and stuff like They just do it. They can't help it. Uh, Cheryl uh, has got a new single out. I mean, it's a bit late in life, isn't it, dear? Who's going to follow you? So, is anybody who wants to follow Cheryl? Sorry? Do you want to buy Cheryl's new single? No, no, thank you. It's all about her split from Leanne Payne. How dreadfully dull. Who cares? Why don't you just go and get on with your life, dear? Stop being a bore. But uh, it's called Love Made Me Do It. And so it talks about her failed romances. God, blimey. Not so much a single, dear, more an album, I should imagine. Ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway, Cheryl's set to make her TV return next year. Next year. I mean, who's interested? She can't be a pop star now. It's just... It's gone. It's finished. Completely finished. Don't even waste everybody's time. Uh, You know you get little miniatures of gin and vodka and... Whiskey and Glenfiddich, well, just about anything you can think of. There's a little shop in Soho, just on the corner, and they do all the miniature bottles. And apparently the little ones of gin, um, or whiskey, they're about a fiver. Because girls can pop them in their handbags. Do you know what that works out at? About £100 a litre. I mean, seriously. You'd have to have a serious drink problem, wouldn't you, to actually go out and buy little miniature bottles like that. I'm, we used to have them, but it was a collection. That we had in our city we had um, a dado and some people did and um, and we, we could put little bottles on it where they all went to I've got no idea there's probably somewhere there is um, a secret store from Pickford's or something like that and when we came back from somewhere it probably all it's in a box and somebody's gone what's that I don't know perhaps they'll be coming back to collect it obviously not obviously not um, so what have we got here quickly quick oh it's food everywhere Food everywhere. I was watching more food the other day. Who was I watching? Tom Kerridge. <gasps> he did some roast potatoes to die for. Oh, they look delicious. Absolutely delicious. And he was showing us how to do quick roast beef. Delicious. Roast beef. Well, it seemed fairly quick to me. And he did it. So you ended up with a nice piece of um, steak for this, for this roast beef. It was it cost quite a bit. But he said it serves like four or five people. which Or just one very fat person. And and he did it with um, a lovely set of roast potatoes, which were golden and crispy and shining on my television. And uh, also a big um, Yorkshire pudding. Looked delicious. Absolutely delicious. And then the camera panned away, and we all saw the size of Tom Carriage, and I thought, maybe not. He's enormous. He's enormous. But uh, it was quite nice. Uh, donkey falls in hole. Here it is. I like donkeys. They had a thing the other day on the telly, and it was about a couple who'd moved to France to, to operate a and um, and they also had one of those yutes uh, in the garden and people came and they had a donkey that gave birth to the cutest little donkey you've ever seen it was like a little miniature version of mum and it ran around the field oh, it was so cute i wanted a donkey over the weekend and I just I thought how lovely how lovely to have something like that but anyway I, I didn't I didn't get one I never likely to get one I should imagine or fill in at like, alpacas and they could sort of make things out of their uh, sweaters out of the, the wool you could sort of spin the wool and get somebody to make something yeah well, push me pull you is quite good isn't it yes From Doctor Doolittle, that is, just in case you'd forgotten. Right, coming up to the news at six o'clock. The new Doctor Who likes a bit of a tipple. Gary Barlow says Boyzone, let take that astray. Victor Meldrew wants to return. Harry Potter's birthplace in the films can't remember the name of the village, but it sounds lovely. It's still on the market. Uh, the students snatched by thugs for cash. Richard Ashcroft and a bag of white powder. Odd thing to put down your trousers at the best of times. Uh, Lee Ryan's booze battle. You're going to be so bored with Lee Ryan, you're suddenly going to realise he's not the most intelligent person. Have you tried fishing with magnets? Apparently, it's quite popular. You can find all sorts of things. The stomach stitches that can help you lose five stone in six months. And Love Island's Olivia Nobody says, no more cosmetic surgery. Well, we're thrilled for you, dear. I'm sure you're very happy. Of course, no more surgery, no more money, I suspect. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday. Welcome to wet, windy, miserable, you know, typical London weather. But we don't care. We've got snow around the corner. That's what they, well, that's what they say. But then the producer says, "Oh, they always say that." He's sort of you wait. We'll walk out this door. There'll be an absolute dredging of snow, and I'll I'll turn to him and go, "See, they were right. They were right. Uh, snow's on the way." I mean, not today. I think we're looking at the beginning of November. And surprisingly, Prince Harry's old regiment and the Queen's bodyguard have the worst drug record in the army. Why would that be? I have no idea. They had a lot of problem, didn't they, down at um, Windsor Castle, where a number of uh, the soldiers were going out, um, testing out the Colombian and stuff like that. I suppose it must be boredom. what well, they've got too much money. Miniature bottles, Steve, says Rachel. Hard to come by, however, a local shop sells them, including brandy. We've got loads. We've got loads of shops in London, around Soho. Little sort of corner shops that sell you know, bottles of water and Ribena and stuff like that and sweeties and newspapers and phone cards and everything else. And they sell these little miniature bottles. They've got a whole window full of them. whole window full of these little tiny bottles. And they work out about a fiver. And it's it's false economy. I mean, I think you girls are buying it to put in your handbag. So you go into something and you go, oh, just have a Coke, pour it in there. You see it all the time, don't you? It's either that or those little silver gas cylinder things because young people are so bored nowadays that they've got to have something that can get them through to the next thing. Do you drink out of crystal cut glasses, says Josie? Yes. Uh, Somebody else says, well I mean there's no point in lying about it if you can afford to drink out of uh, crystal cut glasses. I've got all my parents cut glasses. So I didn't have to buy them. They they bought them. They're big, solid lead crystal. I've got uh, also all the sherry glasses, schooners, half schooners. And I've got the brandy glasses, and I've got carafes uh well decanters, uh which've got brandy in. Who keeps turning off that bloody light out of there? It's beating a dir on my nerves now. I keep putting it on because it's so dark outside, and somebody keeps turning the blooming thing off again if they've turned it off again, you go and put it back on? Go and leave the studio. I shall leave the studio then. I'll go and do it. I want the light on. I want the light on. I can't... I don't like it when it's pitch dark out there. Yes. You know where the light is? When you open that door, it's literally on the thing there. Who's turning it off? In fact, I don't even think the... Yeah. It's literally just open the door, run your hand down, and you'll, you'll find it. I keep putting it on. Somebody keeps turning the blooming thing off. I'll pay for the electricity. There we go. It's only because it thank you. It's so it's so pitch dark out there because we, we had a power cut the other week and all the lights went out. Everything else stayed on, but all the all the lights went out. And uh, somebody obviously walking by to go, Oh, I'll turn that off there, making it pitch dark in here. You wait, if I see who it is, I'll go out there. They'll be they'll be tasting liquidized food by the end of today. Uh, what else we got? Victor Meldrew wants to return to television. Uh, not as Victor Meldrew. He wants to come back as another character, so I quite like that. Uh, what was that? Oh, love at first—you know when they say love at first sight. I think it's lust at first sight. To be honest with you, I think you see someone you go like that. It's not—it's not love. At- you can't be in love. They say it takes a third of a second. Well, I don't think it works like that. I seriously—I'd be very, very surprised. Love. Uh, what love at first sight? Was it love or was it lust? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to repeat that bit, am I? She turned around. Oh, right. He saw somebody in a bar. They turned it and he thought they looked quite nice. And then they turned around and... And Are you still with her? Oh, there you go. It's rubbish, isn't it? Love at first sight. It's lust. Did she not... She didn't spot your, your beauty. Oh, that's always the way, isn't it? That's always the way. You go out there and you go, I love you. And, and they go... Uh, uh, they're not interested you could just tell they're not interested and it's awful because because you're then in an awkward situation you don't know whether to sort of pursue the conversation or just sort of you know throw your hands up in the air and dig a grave and throw yourself in it because that's sometimes the, and then you go and then you see them talking to somebody else you think what you thought that was better than me <laughs> how little you know how little do you know <laughs> it's always good though isn't it really uh, so, Love Island's nobody. Uh, no more cosmetic surgery. You've had your five minutes, love. OK, go away. Thank you. Shoo. Go and try and get a job. Go and do something. Try and, try and you know. John Motson says women commentators don't have the voice for football. They probably don't. Perhaps they get a bit high-pitched. Do you think? You know, they sort of get a bit... I can't do it because I don't know anybody, you know, about... this. I think you have to have a love of doing... I could do theatre... You know, I could do a running commentary on theatre or something like that, but I couldn't do it on football because you're supposed to know who everybody is. Uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, the UK stores that are bringing in Blackberries. They're bringing in from abroad. Bringing in Blackberries from abroad. Uh, Maddie Fund running out in days. I don't care. I know that's, that's what you're saying. You're saying you don't really care. You think that £12 million is enough. Uh, also, the Ryder Club... Rider Cup wags—they're a bit like football wags. It's that you've never heard of them because they're not as brassy. The footballing wags are sort of a little bit, little bit cheap, whereas the the Rider Cup are a little bit, a uh, little bit better. Uh, the mirror today: Corbin, my war on May. Daniela Westbrook, I'm battling womb cancer. The stories you never know, do you? We never know if it's true or if it's not true because you know there's been so many stories over the years. We'll have to wait and find out. Not such good news. I don't want to die like my friend Jade. All of a sudden, Jade Goody was her closest friend. It's, you know, where they get these stories from. I've got no idea. But uh, she's told of her ordeal. And, as I say, it's, it's almost a way of, you know... I mean, so she goes to Marbella. She gets very drunk. She does cocaine. And we're expected to provide sympathy. You know, she doesn't have any sort of control over herself at all. She has to rely on another person who's been through roughly the same kind of thing. She says, using drugs... Isn't my... Pr- usual sort of baloney. Isn't my priority getting to my appointments is blah, 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 blah. If I do cocaine, I feel so horrendous. So she's obviously admitting she's doing cocaine still. You know, as I say, there's stupid and then there's really stupid. Uh, 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 Lee Ryan says, I'll be strict, Lee. He vows not to get into love triangle. Do you know, when you have a conversation with him, you suddenly realise what the word dim is because it'll be that. Believe you me. You look at some of his sort of uh, quotes... Uh, over the years, and uh they're all out there. I haven't seen any of it i couldn't care less not remotely bothered uh it's just it's just a reality show It's just that they they get paid a a fee and they go on there. I'm more interested in all the nice tributes to Chad Chaz Hodges, who's died age seventy four and um Dave peacock bandmate on Chaz. His music buddy and long-time pal says he was a music junkie. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. You do, don't you? When so- when somebody dies who's very close to you, you feel as though you're, you know, there's a part of you that's, uh, yes. We've got some great quotes from Lee Ryan. I try to be kind to people, to treat them with respect. There's something really mysterious about lions. I haven't shaved my private parts, but I dyed them once for a laugh. I still have imaginary friends who I talk to in my head. And my perfect girl would be pretty mad, but one you can have a conversation with. Yeah, unfortunately Lee Ryan's not capable of having any conversations. It's uh, you know, he's he's just he's just mad, isn't he, really? Just completely mad. <coughs> and untrustworthy. And bankrupt. So there you go, we got the set. How lovely. Uh Jimmy White is a is a snooker legend, I believe. Now, I don't know very much about snooker. I just know men in tight trousers bend over a table and try and get their balls into the pockets. And that's as far as... I, I don't know anything else about them. I don't know if... I know that there's a lot of... Uh, they have a lot of drugs. We have had... Yeah, yeah we've had loads of people over the years who've, who've got involved in drugs. I think it's boredom. And, uh, and they also have girls. Uh, there's one here. She's a walk-on girl. She's a darts walk-on girl. That means she comes on holding up a sign or something, I think. There's a, there's a lot of those sort of people out there, and uh, she is what what she is, you know. It's boobs out the front and bleach blonde hair, but in this case, it's dark hair, and her name is Jade Slujic, something like that. That was Jade Slujic, I think. I think she's uh, she's anyway, but uh, she she's going out with him. She's 32, so she's fairly old for a darts walk-on girl, and he's 56, and uh, he says Saturday nights have changed. And uh, they say that uh, he's fallen for her. She's obviously trying to further a career. So that's. I mean, otherwise, why would you be remotely interested in somebody at that age? Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Uh, la 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 la. In the papers today, um, 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 soccer. No, I like the United, and Manchester United football. Nemanja Matić has pledged sixty-three thousand, so a young cancer patient can get treatment. Would it be lovely if you could read that about the Beckhams? Wouldn't well, it be lovely if they go, the Beckhams have got £300 million. They've just decided to donate £100 million to charity to help, you know. But I never read that. I never read that at all. Pe- perhaps she sits there keeping a tag. Oh, well, well, it's... See, the producer said to help Brooklyn get a career. Because Brooklyn doesn't really have anything. He just sort of faffs around, really. He can't take photographs. He can't make a cup of coffee. And he gets very homesick and he's got tattoos. It's just a bit of a nightmare to be Brooklyn Becker. In fact, to be a whole family. It's like being the Von Trapps, but they can't sing. Do you play any... Look at that weather! What? Oh well, it's going to be terrible. I mean, I've got my uh, my my special umbrella with me. Special umbrella. It doesn't blow inside out. It's a it's a, shoo, yeah. It's a gustbuster. It's a gustbuster, and it's lovely. It's really amazing, and so it's built like um like a marquee. So if oh. no, I didn't. It's quite normal size. But when you put it up, it's got vents. So when the air gets underneath a normal umbrella, it blows the umbrella inside out. In this one, the air goes inside and then comes out the vents. Ooh. I'll have to show you one day. We'll go outside in some wind. We'll put it up. You put your little one up, your little fiver. And I'll put my socking great thing up, which looks like a, looks like a golfing umbrella. But the, it's got the vents in it. And that's why. And it's lovely. I watch everybody else's umbrella blowing inside out. Mine doesn't. Mine just takes off with me and I'm sort of like floating over Leicester Square shouting, a Mary Poppins. Uh, but I wish, I'd love to be Mary Poppins. That'd be great, actually. Uh, somebody says, what happened to the donkey that fell down the hole? It fell down the hole. What do you want? It came back out again. It fell down the hole. Goodness sake, honestly. Try and do my best, don't I? Honestly. It's just a donkey, OK? <laughs> oh, no, no, don- no. What's the noise do donkeys make? They bray, don't they? But I can't. Bit of an or ee or like that. But the cute little one on the television the other day, delightful. Peter says, from a wet and windy Brighton and Hove, were you a lover of Regina Fong? Yes, I liked uh, Regina a lot. A lot. I liked all the drag acts. I liked all, all the drag acts. I thought they were connection. Uh, sorry, I thought they were they were wonderful. Uh, you mentioned leaded glass. What's the connection between your fellow radio broadcaster and leaded glass? I've got no idea. No idea. I just like lead lead crystal. I don't use it all the time. It's just... You know, sort of got it, sort of family inherited, uh, as it were. Rain, uh, raining, Steve, all day. Got a takeaway for our tea. Prawn booner. Oh, I hate prawn booner. Can't think of anything worse, actually. Prawns. yuck yuck, yuck. Not very nice. Mushroom fried rice. That sounds quite nice. And uh, that's nice. Thank you very much indeed for that one. So recommending all these different things. And uh, people still writing to, to Matt. Don't, he's gone home. He's gone. He's not back till next week. He's gone. He's gone. Out the door, disappeared. He's probably sort of feet up having a kebab or something. I don't know. Or doing things. I don't know what people do now. And uh, also, reading the rooms, a psychic reveals predictions she makes to Colleen. Another load of old fooey, isn't it, really? It's so funny. Every time you read about the psychic, Sally Morgan's a classic one, you know. Psychic to the stars, yeah. <laughs> it really, it's a very odd collection of stars. But there's somebody here who's uh, who's been given... Um, Colleen's been warned she'll suffer more marriage heartache by a gypsy psychic. $5 a time, so we're at the lower end of the market. Colleen likes that kind of stuff. That's her sort of, uh, her sort of thing. Uh, this woman, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Jessica, give five, gives $5 a pot palm tarot and crystal readings above a milkshake parlour. To be honest with you, I'd rather have a milkshake, but Colleen falls for this old guff. And so, consequently, she's a lovely client. I don't want to say any more. I saw it in the readings. I told her about her career. She hasn't got a career. She just goes on holiday. That's all she does. Because uh, a year ago... Was it a year? Wayne was caught out drunk with uh, somebody in her car. She's disappeared completely, thank the Lord. And uh, and now poor old Colleen's got to go through it again. But there again, they all say that, don't they? As I say, if you believe half these people, most of it is 90% rubbish, 90% guesswork, and uh, and the rest of it is just just lies, I'm afraid. Uh, there is no comeback, I'm afraid, for Daniela Westbrook, for Jordan, anybody like that. There is no comeback. They've got to make the effort. And if they don't make the effort, all they do is bleat about it to the papers. Papers bung them a couple of thousand quid. And that keeps them quiet for another couple of months. That's all they do, really. You know, I couldn't care less what happens to Jordan. didn't make any difference to me. But at least show an effort. You know, if she wants the kids back, because she doesn't have any of the kids at the moment, apart from Harvey. So you'd think she'd want to fight for something like that, but uh, as usual with her, it's all about her, not about anybody else. 18 minutes past six.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Coming up at seven on Weekend Breakfast. Housing crisis drives more than a million private tenants deeper into poverty. Comcast have outbid Fox £30 billion is the bid for Sky. And Labour promises paid leave for domestic violence victims the trouble is, it's, it's all based on whether they get in, isn't it? It's a case of, if you vote us in, we're going to give you paid leave for domestic violence. And there'll be a certain section of the community going, oh, that's a good idea. All of that and more in discussion with Andrew Castle with Weekend Breakfast. Seven o'clock this morning on LBC. OK, 84850, Steve at LBC. Just heading home from a night shift, Stephen. I'm so tired, I feel like my face is falling off. Beckham Steve might donate a lot of money if there's a knighthood at the end of it I think he's going to get the knighthood shall I make a prediction and do you know how he's going to get it he's going to get it in the roundabout way through Harry he's going on tour with Harry he's managed to find himself a job as an ambassador there's me thinking he was building a stadium in America but of course that was a load of old wash that was a load of old rubbish actually uh, 84850 Steve at LBC somebody says if you read my text fully you'd see that the proper name of John Peel is John Ravenscroft who cares who cares Get a grip. Goodness sake, honestly. And uh, somebody says, you're not going to walk around that park. Nope. Nope. No, we're not going to do the walk this morning. Uh, I've, I've got something else to do, actually. Which is, you know, quite nice. Involves the car. I don't mind it when it rains with the car, because then it makes it look clean. But then if, if it sits there and it's sort of, it just rains, then when it dries, it looks all dirty. Never. See. What weather weather makes the car look clean? Snow. When snow falls off the car, does it look clean? I came outside the magic circle two Christmases ago after the after the Christmas show that I did, and uh, which is me hosting a load of magicians. And it had snowed. We saw it snowing during the interview. We looked out the back window and went, "Oh, it's snowing!" So like children, honestly, Ooh, it's snowing. Get the toboggan out quickly, quickly. And uh, when I came outside, my car was under about a foot of snow, and we had to literally brush it all off. It was it was so seriously so much snow. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't look any cleaner. No, it didn't. I've got special polish. No, no, polish makes cars look cleaner. It's not the rain. Are there any magic tricks that work on a radio? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes. There are, yes. I've seen magicians doing magic tricks on the radio. It always seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Can you do a magic trick on the radio? There was a good guy on the television the other day called Shin Lim. And if you get the opportunity of seeing Shin Lim... Uh, then, uh, then watch him on YouTube. Very clever young man. Very clever. I mean, seriously clever. Much more clever th- than I am. But of course, that's not too difficult. What's uh... oh, lovely? Sorry, I've forgotten how good that tea was. I am obviously getting better at making uh, making tea. Uh, the MP who shows a horrific injury eight years on, and uh, this is Stephen Timms. He was stabbed uh, by a, a crazy woman, another lunatic, and. Um, he says, I want to meet the woman who stabbed me to ask why. Well, I shouldn't imagine she's got the intelligence to realise. She looks a bit thick. Uh, she got 15 years. 15 years for something like that. They were doing a thing the other day on the telly. It was police dogs and how useful the dogs are to the police. And the, Some bloke was caught on CCTV walking down the road holding a knife. Like a 12-inch knife. And so they eventually brought him to the ground, you know, with the help of the dog and everything else. I remember thinking, what idiot goes out with a knife unless they're particularly stupid? This is care in the community. It's all gone horribly wrong, hasn't it, really? Uh, Posh porn broker star Dan Hatfield says he's worried about returning to daytime television um, because he swears so much. Uh, He's been letting rip on E4 Super Salon. Oh, that's where he's from. Oh, right. What is it with these people? They think they want to be celebrities. He's doing this super salon. I'd forgotten who he was, actually. I just thought he was a bit naff on there. I thought he was best on posh porn, but at the moment, you know, not so good. Picture of Roman Kemp. He says he wants to be a TV presenter, but fears his age holds him back. He's only 25. He says, especially as a male presenter, very hard to be to be young on a TV show 25, honestly. How depressed do you think I feel? <laughs> Luckily, I don't harbour any uh, any aspirations of being a TV presenter. I'm struggling with being a radio presenter. <laughs> Thought I'd say it for anybody else. Uh, he says, um, People don't trust you. They trust Dermot. They trust Ant and Deck. Well, we don't trust Ant anymore, do we? We don't. Not, not really. He says, There's not a lot of young presenters. You have to wait for someone to take a punt. Yeah, I mean, there is, you know, it's, it is a, a problem. But they always say it comes to those who wait. You know, it's no good. You know, I always think everybody gets their turn in the limelight. It's either that or you know. And he wants to be a presenter. He's not going to do something as stupid as Love Island or anything like that because that's that's for. He could probably get an interim job. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't want to mention McDonald's. You know, he doesn't. Perhaps he doesn't eat. No, he can't eat McDonald's. He's vegan. He's vegan. No, he no he no he can't. No, he can't have any of that sort of food in there. He came in the other day, and he had a little Tupperware box with his food in for the day. I thought he had a pet squirrel or something that he was feeding. It's one of those sort of you know. Can you cope with nuts? Yep, certainly can. And uh, so he was and I is he vegan or is he something else? I can't remember. He was, he certainly has to watch what he eats, but I don't know if that's choice or if that's that's something that your body tells you you have to to do. And uh, Declan says, uh, I remember when the wife got me to handcuff her to the bed. <laughs> happy days, he says and she said you can do whatever you want so I went down the pub it's a good one isn't it, it's an old one but it's good, uh, Brenda says uh, not long till Christmas, no 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 it's not, it's very very close, very close they've they've started doing it on the, uh, the television, you know, advertising Christmas cards and Christmas gifts and Christmas lights, and of course I should be buying more Christmas lights this year, because every year there'll be a box of Christmas lights that I look at and I go, I've got to buy them I've got to buy them. I can't. I can't not look at lights in a box, especially if they. they, they I mean, they might do something different. I don't know. They might sing or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, no, they don't. No, no. I just, I just buy more and more and more. Last year we had ten thousand lights on the tree, which uh, I thought was about average. You know, I like, I like a well lit tree. There's no good putting twenty lights on a tree that's six foot tall, is there? You've got to have at least five to ten thousand. Neil will tell you the same thing. Anybody who listens to this programme, dashing through the snow. Actually, very shortly, we might be dragging our heels through the snow. Of course, I'll be the one with the umbrella that doesn't blow inside out. And you'll be the one who, within five minutes, will be looking like a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? What was that from Frozen, wasn't it? Did you ever see Frozen? No, you didn't. You got really into it, and then. Oh, right. Oh, shame. Never mind. No, but what was the last film you watched? Are you sort of a good film watcher or something? Yep. Oh, you like Fellini? Oh, right. Wow. His his stuff's very avant-garde, isn't it? Yes. Did you, oh, you like it? Yeah. I was a little. Have you really? Good heavens! Well, that tells us a lot about that. Federico Fellini. Federico. Yes. I can't remember any of his films off the top of my head, but I just know that they always involve naked people. There's always some sort of. Is it not? Is it not true? Oh, is that Russ Mayer? Oh, I like Russ Mayer. I went to, did you ever see Russ Mayer's Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? That was very good. That was that was a very freaky sort of film about transsexuals before we knew what transsexuals were. Well, we did, it's just that nobody put them in films. But it was very interesting. Russ Mayer, coming up with that this morning. See, look at you being all educated. <laughs> Putting me to shame, honestly. Uh, crack team, uh, drug-busting dog Honey and Handler Liz making a record year for cocaine fines. Uh and also um Rob Chapman has had a thirty six thousand pound haul of iPhones. A friend of mines just bought the new iPhone. He said he loves it, so I'm debating whether or not to actually push the boat out and go and buy one. I don't know actually no, no, I never have phones stolen. no I save all my all my phones. no, no, not me. How quickly you forget no no i I never had phones nicked. never i I save all my phones. So I've got all of my iPhones. Have you ever had... Th- oh, pop it on. Oh, that's so sad, isn't it? Three- oh, yes, news, of course. Uh, with the headlines this morning at 6.30, it's Philip Crisikos. You're Jeremy. listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. 25 minutes to 7, Steve Allen's early breakfast. Do you know there's a vet who has come out, who has now... Well, I say he's come out. He's not actually come out. I mean, he might be heterosexual. I've got no idea. But he's come out and said that he thinks that the Croydon cat killer... It's still at large. Well, I thought we'd established during the week, with the help of the Croydon police, who'd spent five years wasting everybody's time, uh, who then came back and said it was foxes. And people are going, well, I don't think it is. And then some people are saying, oh, right, it's taken them that long to work out it's foxes. And now there's a vet who says that the killer is still at large because he said it's not physically possible for it to be foxes. All the time. I mean, It's so intriguing. I mean to be honest with you, if, if you've got, you know, a pussy out on the out on the roads and all of a sudden it comes back as roadkill, you know, I'm not gonna be thinking foxes. I'm gonna be thinking maybe a car. I'm gonna be thinking all sorts of things. But now fox I wasn't even aware that foxes chased cats. I thought that cats could stand their ground, but I, I might be completely wrong. But he says that they're they're still at large out there, which is a little bit a uh, little bit worried. And uh, Zara says listening to his heaven. Which is great. Somebody says, "What's Stacey Dooley famous for?" She apparently makes documentaries. I watched one the other day. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. She's she's got one of those annoying voices where you begin to wonder whether or not she's in the same world as the rest of us. They should get real celebs on, says Alec, like Roxanne Pallet. I don't think she'll ever work again. I'm afraid. I think it's highly unlikely. She's just uh, there's something the matter with her. She's not uh, not the full full ticket. Uh, Staff at Homerton Hospital get a big uh, big thumbs-up today, which is quite nice, isn't it? So, uh, congratulations. I'm sure you m- must be absolutely delighted to get a thumbs-up. Nobody ever talks about the uh, the people. Katie Price should move her pink horse box into a caravan park. She sold it. I think the pink horse box has been... S- I think it has, because she certainly bought something else, which was a lot, a lot cheaper and... And she'll be, she'll be living... Well, apparently she'd bought a Winnie Baker. And we're all saying, I mean, with what money? Don't tell me the credit card companies. Are, so what's she what's she got money for? She hasn't got any money. She Even if she sells the house, the small profit that she makes on the house, she'll have to pay back because she owes a fortune all over the place. She's got no staff anymore. Not that she ever worked hard enough to actually meant that she couldn't do the cleaning in the house. I mean, she must be the most bone-idle person that's ever been. And then somebody says... I mean, obviously talking about charity, you know, he says, what do you do for charity? You're either very stupid, Martin, or you're in a home or something like that. I mean, has Matron allowed you to use the telephone? I mean, goodness sake, I've just done a sellout show. What are you talking about? Sold out. Miranda Hart tells stories, says Dallas, of how she used to go on family holidays to the seaside with mum, dad and the sister. And both her parents used to, like, strip off and let it all hang out. Oh, no. So, I mean, I would find that very embarrassing, <laughs> very embarrassing. Petrol in Botswana is about 60 pence a litre. Let's all move to Botswana, but I don't think they've got any radio stations out there that would be remotely interested in me, but 60 pence a litre. And uh, Steve says, Jim, can you go to these clubs just to be spanked? Or do you have to do some spanking? What are you asking me for? I don't know. I'm just telling you what's on offer. It's, uh, well, I'm not telling you what's really on offer. Uh, rained all day here yesterday, Steve. And then somebody says, do you play musical instruments? I have been known to, uh, to play uh, musical instruments. Uh, I can do, I don't look like that. I'd be surprised. I have hidden talents. I can play a flugelhorn, which is a cross between a trumpet and a cornet. I can, uh, I can do comb and paper. Very, very good comb and paper. Ken in Kidderminster says the connection with John Peel and leaded Glass, the answer is his name was Ravenscroft. Ravenscroft was that cheap glass that they used to sell. It was done in two bits and then cemented together. They used to sell sets of it all over the place. Everybody at some point who bought, you know, a flat or rented a flat in London or a bedsit or a hovel or whatever it happened to be, you must have had Ravens ravenscroft glasses at some point because they came in a box it was the ideal christmas present you could buy somebody you know a set of glasses and uh, i i had them i was very pleased with them actually uh steve uh just back from a damp dog walk now ready for my shift at the hospice says tracy good for you nice to know that people are are walking and uh, also working for this and uh, somebody says um the other morning you said on your program it's a good day for crumpet the wife groaned when she heard you, and she accusingly asked me, did you write into LBC asking Steve Allen to say those words? As if. I said, no, no, no. It'd take forever, wouldn't it, really, to get sort of through anything like that. And then somebody says, um, strangest thing on Friday, I went on LBC with Eddie Mayer to give my uh, reaction as an opera singer from and based in uh, ROI and worked chiefly in the UK, and then it's disappeared. Well, the rest of it's disappeared, which is not so good. Not so good. Somebody's advised Matt Stadlin to read a few verses from the Quran. Can't quite see Matt Stadlin reading verses from the Quran. I shouldn't imagine he's even picked up. And um, how come you didn't do the podcast with the rabble for Studio 3J? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't go to it. I, I, I had an otherwise a very important... Um, thing to do and so I didn't do the the noisy podcast which would have been very noisy, I've yet to find out, I should probably find out this week actually uh, exactly how it uh, went on uh, quickly, what have we got, Daily Star what excitement have they got on the front page Strictly Lee, my booze hell boring little twerp, honestly you just wish he'd disappear, don't you the silliest boy in Christendom, but again, oh I want to dance with so-and-so, I love so-and-so and it's Grace. Olivia Atwood. She used to work as a trolley dolly. Now she thinks she's some sort of zedless celebrity. She doesn't want any more surgery. You need to get a life, love. You seriously need to get a life. It's all looking a bit tragic for you. 27. She's previously hinted. She's had ops, including breast enlargement. No kidding. Oh, dear. Hold me back on that one, Olivia. I, I might faint. You might have had breast enlargement. Good Lord above. Well, that's appealing to the lowest common denominator. But apparently she isn't keen on having regular ops like showbiz rival Katie Price. I don't want to burst your bubble, Olivia Darling, but she's not a showbiz rival. You're not even in show business. Okay? Nobody knows who you are. You know They'll always get you to, to strip off and show your underwear, but then you know, you're well-versed in doing that. But you don't have a showbiz rival in Katie Price. There's nobody, seriously. You're just all by your little lonesome and getting on a bit. Katie Price was doing it at 16. You're 27. All you can do is walk up and down an aisle going tea, coffee... Coffee, tea. Should I put that in the overhead locker for you? Uh, twists and turns. Of the, do you know the Rubik's Cube? Did you ever buy a Rubik's Cube? Everybody did it. When he first made it, um, he didn't make any money out of it because he hadn't patented it. Patented it. And I used to cheat. I used to take take the thing apart, then put it all back together again which used to make me feel very happy. But, um, so when he brought out something, he brought out the Rubik's snake. And the Rubik's snake was the thing that made him money. But the Rubik's cube didn't. Copied by everybody all over the world. And I remember talking to a 13-year-old boy who had written a book on how to solve the Rubik's cube. So I invited him in on... Well, it just sounds like somebody eating crisps, doesn't it? it doesn't sound like the Rubik's cube at all. What have you got? Sort of a list of, you know, sound effects... It's amazing what you can find. We used to have, years ago at LBC, a whole load of records and it was all sound effects, like the sound of beheading. And, seriously, and it turned out it was a cabbage which somebody had chopped with a... with a, like a scimitar kind of thing and it had all sorts of things because apparently the BBC Radiophonic Workshop used to have another workshop and so if somebody was coming as they go, somebody's coming down the garden path and they'd have a tray with shingle in it and you just crunch your way through it and we, we all now, you know, carve coconuts, you know, standing like horses and somebody knocking on your door and then you had doorbell and all that kind of stuff and sleigh bells. Lot of the David Attenborough. Do they have? I tell you where they did do made up noises. It was a thing called. Oh, I can't remember with Richard Hammond, and it was um, it was lots of people entering a competition and they'd have to jump from this balloon to that balloon. Do you remember wipeout? But they used to put like, like, on all those kind of sound effects. It was a bit like Wimbledon, you know, where the women used to come on, and frankly, you'd thought it was sort of weightlifting for junior beginners. And, they, and with Richard Hammond, they, I used to say to him, I loved that programme. Why they axed it, I've got no idea. It was the best thing ever. All these people, yeah, I can jump across big balls on sticks. And it turns out they couldn't. Yes, the Argent, well, the Argent, you know the, the only reason it was dropped, apparently, because the, um, they thought it was a bit dangerous. Go to Zippo's Circus. There was a bloke with no safety net who climbs up a rope. You know, we're all you know, like that. And he gets on a, a trapeze. No safety net, no no extra harnesses, no nothing. No, you know, they normally slip their hand through a noose. So if they fall, they can... None of of that. He swings backwards and forwards and then he leaps from this trapeze to this other trapeze. Unbelievable. I have to walk through Leicester Square. It's a similar experience. It is similar. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm on the thing, swinging backwards. I used to love going swinging. Why don't they make playgrounds for adults? They don't. They make them for little children. They don't appreciate them. They don't appreciate them. You go to a little play... Why can't they make an adult one? And then we could all go there and sort of do a bit of working out or something. I don't want to do a working out. But, I mean, you know, around my way, we have the River Thames. Which very nice, very exotic. And it runs through quite a bit of London. And there's a kiddies' playground there. But all the kids and even the, the, the older kiddies want to go on the, on the swings. Why don't they just make an adult version? Why don't they make an adult version? Stop faffing around building cycle lanes. Give us a kid's playground where, you know, we can exert a bit of energy. I'm sure there's a few old pensioners out there who would love to have a go. Wouldn't you? You'd absolutely love to have a go. That'd be fantastic. I'd love something like that. That'd be really great. Children's playgrounds. Well, they can, but it's, it's little, isn't it? Did you see the guy the other day? A little kiddie goes on the roundabout and a kid with a moped puts his wheel up against it. This kid, I mean, he was very lucky. He survived. I mean, very lucky. You wouldn't be that stupid, would you, ladies and gentlemen? But I just, I don't, I just want to climb on a climbing frame. I want to hang. Yeah, why not? Why not? My body. And, uh, and then I thought, because when I was little, I could sort of... Ha- and then I could get my legs round my head. Oh, if only that trick would still work. But anyway. And, uh, and then you could hang upside down and then pull yourself out. I can't do anything like that now. Mainly because they've, they've taken away the enjoyment. If they see me playing on swings and a slide and stuff like that, they're going to call the police. You know, I'm going to be cut. I'm going. I just wanted to do a little bit of a workout. Come this way, sir. You know, and I, I, I'd be reporting on myself, but I'd love to. Why can't we have adult playgrounds so that we can get a bit of exercise? You know, because half the time the kids' playgrounds are empty. You know, I could do it. You know, just to get myself a little bit fitter. So they've got the twists and turns in the history of the Rubik's Cube, and then all the tributes pouring in for Chas Hodges last night after he died at the age of 74. And that, as they say, is uh, is a bit too young as far as I'm concerned. 14 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Good morning. Nice it's heavy company. Steve Allen's early breakfast. We've got about another uh, nine minutes. Probably have to leave you in the capable hands of Andrew Castle. Jamie Bulger's killer wants to be freed from prison for Christmas. This is paedophile John Venables, has applied for special leave. Apparently all prisoners, including lifers, can apply to be let out over Christmas for they meet certain criteria. I would have thought that anything he'd ever done, but I'm not the expert on this kind of thing, but if you read exactly what they did to Jamie Bulger, you'd be saying, I think you can stay in prison and rot for the rest of your life. But that's just, that's what we think. Of course, the experts think something completely different. Uh, legendary broadcaster John Motson says, women commentators don't have the voice for football. Because there are more and more, aren't there, uh, women broadcasters? Now, whether or not it well, I don't know, because I don't watch sport. So it's absolutely pointless saying, you know, do you think that women broadcasters, you know, can do sport commentary? Because if they've got an interest in sport, well, then presumably they can do the commentary. But as I don't watch it, I wouldn't know if somebody was good, bad or indifferent. I seriously wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know. We used to have somebody years and years ago who used to do um, um, uh, commentary on uh, motor racing, but they never actually went to the motor racing. They just watched it on the television. You don't actually need to be there. You, don't need to, you can watch it on telly. just get the uh, things and just get the feed and it's much, much easier. Uh, Motti's not the first to speak out on the issue. Former Chelsea player Jason Cundy was labelled a sexist pig by Piers Morgan for saying women's voices were too high for commentary. Good Lord. And retired Match of the Day commentator Barry Davis said they're a tough listen. Is it? Well, see, that's an interesting... I can't argue on that one. Can't argue on that one at all. Oh, look, football legend Paul Gascoigne was booed on stage after turning up the worst for wear. There's a surprise, eh? There's a surprise. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And Prince Harry's old regiment and the Queen's personal bodyguard have the worst drugs record in the army. Yes, not surprised, actually. And Cory star Anthony Cotton is apparently helping veterans living on the streets. He worked close, closely with the army charity Help for Heroes. What, just for, Why is it that you get actors who do a little part... In a little soap. And then the next thing is they're helping out. Because when you saw him on the streets, he looked as though he just had a wash. His hair was nicely combed. His shirts were ironed. How does that work? Not like that at all. Are you going to go sober for October? No Prosecco? Well, actually, I haven't i have um, I haven't had any alcohol for ages. In fact, even after we went to the circus yesterday, normally Paul and I would, uh, would, would go and have a couple of uh, bevies. Uh, well, for that read, a bottle of Prosecco between the two of us. And uh, but now uh, we don't. It's not that I've given up. It's just that I've sort of cut back, which is uh, which is quite quite good. What's that one? What's that one? Oh, is that the lady? Oh right, we've got a bit of her. Is she doing commentary on a on a game? Oh right. So this this is you, know, you make up your own mind. Make up your own mind. This is uh, Jackie. Amidst a swirling wind and rain, it's awkward. Here's Cahill, and here's Yakubu apologetically over the line and Jakubu won't care how that goal was scored finally Everton have the breakthrough that sounds alright doesn't it I mean I don't know anything about it so I don't know where I mean she's talking a load of old jumbo nonsense or is in the World Cup she's fine yes because the male commentators are not and also the men think it I mean I've often found that people with all due respect to those I know that uh, people who work in the sports department are more anarachy than anybody you could ever find because they only know about sport they only know about sport. They can't, whereas I'm, I'm sort of multifunctional. I don't know anything about sport at all. So I can bluff it, even though I used to do a sporting programme. And you get all these people... I know, seriously. I reckon... I reckoned that I, I could do a two-hour sporting programme once a week not knowing anything about sport, and I did. I would talk about, uh, you know, the return of the legends, Alex, you know, inspiring, United and stuff like that. And all I did, I'd take three newspapers and read the back pages and I could bluff my way through on three pages. Provided you can bluff and provided it doesn't sound like you're reading, you're on with a winner. So I thought she was OK. There's a certain language in sport. You know, I mean, all our sporting teams over the years have sort of been hard drinking, you know, out to the pubs, comes up on the television. Me, I want to watch CBeebies. But no, they all want to watch football. So we all have to stand there. With people go, yeah, oh, no. And then people cry. I mean, seriously, it's a bit dramatic, isn't it? But there's more people go to the theatre than go to football. But I understand where, where people are coming from. But I don't think I have a problem with women. Doing commentary as long as they're enthusiastic and that's it. But you can imagine there will be a certain section of the footballing supporters uh, who will be going oh, bloody women. Oh, women, do we? You know, doing. Co- I did a programme once on uh, one of the satellite channels, and it was men—sorry, women—doing traditionally men's jobs, and men who didn't like it. So we had uh, a woman pilot, which she also went went on the television, and people were going, "Are you all right, lass? Do you know how to land this thing?" You're going, "She's a pilot." You know, do you know how to engage your brain? No, of course you don't. And then we had um, a male secretary. And then we had a male nanny. And we had all these jobs, traditionally. And then we had a woman driving a taxi... So you're a man? Oh, right, you do manning. Oh, right. Oh, right, OK. Are you registered with an agency or something? Or- no, I suspect not. <laughs> so, in fact, really, you shouldn't be doing it at all, should you? But you're... No, you just just wander into the house. I'll rock them to sleep. Rock, and That kind of thing. I was always very good with kids until all of a sudden, you know, the mother used to come and hold them up and smell them to decide whether or not they're. And you, know, you used to think, oh, dear, I don't want to do that. I'd pass them back at that moment. It was so much easier. Uh, so the Daily Star, of Chaz dead at 74, Strictly Lee, my booze, hell. Daniella Westbrook, Mirror, battling womb cancer. So uh, that sh- she'll be on every television programme this week, you can just imagine, can't you? Because they like to fill them up. Katie's in rehab, sent to the Priory. Who's paying for it? God alone knows. Uh, the Sunday people, torn apart, a devoted couple forced to live in separate homes after 67 years of marriage by a council starved of cash due to savage cuts. I mean, that has got to be the word Don't they have families, these people? Can't the family club together? Oh, no, no things like that. Mail on Sunday, uh, medical miracle as life-changing as antibiotics. This is the, uh, the health bit they're doing. Tracking your heart rate, blood pressure and... Oh, God, no. Who wants to know that? You know, you're about to drop dead because your heart's given up. No, thank you. Anna Friel, why women shouldn't fear getting old. Good idea. And Corbyn, uh, critic MP, needs an armed guard. It's all sounding a bit dangerous, isn't it, out there. The Sunday Express, Fogie returns to hero's Welcome. That's not Sarah Ferguson, by the way. She would never return to a hero's Welcome. Uh, We'll hold nerve. We will hold our nerve, says Theresa May. And the Bodyguard star, Keeley, tipped as the next Bond girl. Isn't it funny? They always go, "Oh no!" She, because she's had a bit of publicity. All of a sudden, they go, "She's going to be another Bond girl." You know, it was a bit of a you know. My, I always like Tula, Tula, who's a Bond girl. She was the first sex change model who'd appeared as uh, as a Bond girl, and nobody knew. Although well, it was quite good, actually. Sunday, you're now checking it, aren't you? T U L A. It's spelt. Uh, May's team plot snap election to save Brexit. Say the uh, the Sunday. Times Labour will put workers on boards. Oh, here we go again. Uh, the Good University Guide, also Comcast snatching Sky Television for 30 have you found a picture of Tula? She's you have, yes, she's very pretty, isn't she? Very pretty, yeah. She was a sex change at sorry, have you really? Yes, she was, she was, she did an advert as well. Uh, where she advertised, I think, vodka. She's being towed behind the Loch Ness Monster, I seem to remember, from uh, my dim and distant past. The US uh, giant Comcast have now got Sky Television for £30 billion. I They think they've got a bargain. Rupert furious, as you can imagine. Uh, the Observer, we must back members on the new Brexit vote. Watson tells Corbyn. And um, Marianne Faithfull, the enduring star, talks about her most personal album ever. We liked Marianne Faithfull. There you go, that's Tula being towed behind the Loch Ness Monster. What a memory this bloke has got. Can't remember his birthday or anything else, but can just about remember, you know, what what Tula did. Um, And that's it for this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your uh, company. Have a great day. Don't forget, if you don't need to go out today, there's no point. It's going to be wet, miserable and very, very windy. I shall be back with you at nine o'clock this evening. Simon Reeve will be here for In Conversation. It's, uh, it's well worth it, well worth it. Two special guests this evening for In Conversation, and I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at four. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes from last week for free on the catch-up feature. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and just tap on catch-up. At 10 o'clock this morning, it's Nigel Farage, but right now, with breakfast, it's Andrew Castle.